I told you this podcast was going to get funnier once I started losing bets. That was my special gambling grieving drum. A long-standing family tradition. We've been playing it after we've lost bets for decades. Centuries. It is kind of a funny coping mechanism. It does make me feel good, but uh, it doesn't make me pick gambling uh, NFL bets any better, unfortunately. But I have been... I have been uh, you know, beating that drum since Saturday because, man, that, that loss felt personal. You know, if you guys don't know, uh, this is a podcast called Gambling for Shoes. I'm your host, Jack Snodgrass. I used to play professional baseball, and now I got a foot fungus. Had to get rid of all my shoes, so I'm gambling to get more shoes. The end. That's why we're all here. So there's, since millions of people are listening to this podcast, I guess they'll, they'll just fill everyone in. But if you didn't know, this is the best, the most, even though we lost last week, this is the number one apocalypse-proof gambling shoe-oriented podcast in the world. I mean, guys, you were really a part of something special here. So thank you again for all the emails, all the DMs. I can't read them all. I mean, it's literally in the millions. We we did get a one-star review. Well, when we say we, I think... I got a one-star review, which I, you know, that's fine. I didn't take it personally. I just thought, I just thought the timing of it was questionable. Who gives, who gives a podcast three episodes in a one-star review without even writing a review? That was a drive-by shooting, bro. Who are you? If you're going to trash the podcast, come out of the shadows and tell me why. I have an enemy out there is what this is. So enemy, I command you. Don't be a coward. Come out here and face me. Tell me you don't like this podcast. It's probably my dad. <laughs> I don't think it's him. But if you're out there, you know what? Fine. I measure I measure my success by haters. And we got one hater already. Four episodes in, we got one hater. But to the millions of you that love this podcast, thank you so much. Tell your friends. But uh, I'm feeling, you know, last week's, last week's, episode was called Revenge Shoes, Revenge Boots. And so it was only fitting that I lost that game in a soul-crushing manner. Because I did say the score was going to be 20-17. to 17. I did say that, and a minute and a half into the left in the game, that's exactly what the score was. Patriots end up losing the game 27-17. I lose my bet by half a point. This entire gambling podcast loses its perfect image because a Patriots guy missed a tackle. And Jonathan Taylor is perhaps the MVP of the league. But that's gambling. That's how it goes sometimes. But I watched <laughs> I watched that game. I was at a family Christmas function. And there's nothing quite like trying to hang in there for your extended family's conversation. While watching a special teams touchdown go against you. But yeah. In, in gambling, in football, a special team's touchdown, punts, kickoffs, something like that. I mean, it's it's a borderline act of God when it happens. Someone, someone, when I'm talking to my aunt, she's like, well, how's Cincinnati? Like, I don't know, man. Terrible. The, pa- the Pats are down 20 to nothing. Everything is terrible. <laughs> so, apologize, uh, apologies to my family if I seem distant or aggressive or unapproachable. The other night, but life life moves on. We got to pick this week. I'm ready to bounce back. It's called revenge shoes. You can't you can't win the bet that you call revenge boots. 
So guess what this episode is called? Revenge Boots 2. We are getting those motherfuckers this week. I don't like to lose. I'm hyper competitive. And I took this personally. I'm not really sure who my enemy is. But they're going down. <laughs> so we do have a pick. I'll be putting on, on at the uh, end of the show. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll talk about... I'll, just, I'll mention the boots. But there's no use talking about them again. But they will be mine. Now that I've been denied them, they will be mine. I'm confident about this week. I usually say don't follow me. This week, follow me. Okay? We're cashing. We're cashing. I listened to uh, I listened to some of that Colts pass game on the radio. And you know what? It was actually really nice. It was kind of refreshing. To the point where I was like, could I do a podcast during a game? That would be cool. But, you know, my version of radio is different than whatever... AM 1400 I was listening to or whatever Al Michaels would do you know I would say fuck and god damn it way more way more and I I just don't know I just don't know if I'm uh, cut out (laughs) for that there's people better at it than me Um, but speaking of of broadcast things what about uh, does anyone else have YouTube TV Last week, I got a notification that said YouTube TV will no longer be carrying Disney, ABC, ESPN. We're going to take $15 off of your bill every month uh, because you won't have this programming. And I'm like, you know what? That's that's fine. I, there were people on social media who were like, goodbye, YouTube TV. That's it. We're done. I'm like, Really? Really? To me, this was a YouTube TV was going to pay me $200 a year to not watch ESPN. That's fine. I get $200 and I don't have to watch 12 hours of the same show. I, I know ESPN takes a lot of grief these days, but they legitimately took PTI, Kornheiser and Wilbon's show, and they just duplicated it 15 times with better looking drones who will talk about what the network wants them to talk about. At least... Kornheiser and Wilbon have some perspective. Those other people are just like models or something. <laughs> I don't know. But then but then 18 hours later, I got I got they gave it back. It's like it's just a it's like a petty so it's nice to know that relationship that that YouTube TV and ESPN and Disney's relationship it's like a, it's like they're in middle school. It's like we broke up and then now we're, we're back. Great. Thanks, guys. I The 18 hours without ESPN was actually pretty nice. But I, I, I definitely don't want to be missing football. Football is getting pretty good right now. It's getting really juicy. And I, to me, I, I, we're, we're, we're hit, yeah, I know we, la- we lost last week, but I'm telling you, we're hitting our stride. Okay? We are. Because playoff time is where I like to make my money. That's what, what a... What a, what an asshole thing! I, I make my money in the playoffs, baby. But it it is easier to bet on the playoffs. I'm telling you because it's just the smaller slate of games. You know who these teams are, and you know it's just, it's a little bit easier. You know, you just you have to buy. You have to have discipline. So like last week, I lost that Colts game on on Saturday, 
And on Sunday, I'm obviously scrambling to to make it up, and I I was lucky enough to hit on a couple bets. So I did break even for the week, no shoes, but I did break even. But you know, I can't that two point conversion in Green Bay with the Packers and Ravens, or in, in Baltimore. I mean, that ball's caught. I'm I am toast, toast for the weekend. So even though I feel like, you know, the gambling gods uh, betrayed me on Saturday night, they gave me. They gave me uh, some love on, on Sunday. So it could have been a really, really brutal weekend. But, um, so I am fortunate. But this it's just, guys, try to make as few as bets as possible. I've had a couple people, like, they hit me up about how they gamble and stuff. And they'll send me all the bets they make. Like, one guy, he had, like, 12 bets on a Thursday night game. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Like, this is exactly why the MGM Grand is so big. Why the Bellagio has a fountain because of people like you, didn't you? <laughs> Aim small, miss ball, baby. That's this pie. It's discipline. You gotta have this. It's it's the hardest thing. It's the hardest thing because we all think that we're gonna predict the future and and make all this money, but uh, it's discipline. I'm trying to be the the most feared man in Vegas with the coolest set of shoes. That's that's who I'm trying to be. But it, it is a goddamn. It is it is a weird time. To be to be gambling in sports because this uh, this Omicron thing is, is uh, really kind of turning the NFL on its head. They are now they've had so many positives of vaccinated players that they are now going to change protocols where those vaccinated players can come back sooner, even though they might actually have uh, COVID, but they're asymptomatic. And it's like to me, this is this is a great sign that the whole world is just ready to move on. That that now that <laughs> that having Omicron is less serious than pulling your groin. They're trying to get those players as soon on the field as soon as possible, okay? And if that's what the NFL is doing, then maybe we should all kind of pay attention and be like, you know what? Maybe, maybe it's not that big of a deal. Maybe we should, maybe we should just, uh, we should, we don't have to buy into all the panic. I mean, Joe Biden himself, I, I really don't want to get into politics, but Joe Biden himself literally said, on his address the other day, he said, stop panicking. You know? So, I just... I don't understand the tone some of these people are taking. Like, what more do you want? We have... We have... We understand who is being affected uh, by uh, COVID. Where, like, you know, if you're... the If you have a lot of comorbidities or you're kind of a sick person, you know, you're at risk. And then we have treatment options. We have the vaccine. You know, we're going to have to chill, you guys. We can't we can't be addicted to COVID. Some people, it feels like uh, <laughs> they've adopted COVID as like part of their personality. It's like giving them uh it's like giving them purpose or something. You know, it's like it's like COVID elected them to be a hall monitor. <laughs> you know, and they just want to go around enforcing all of these like arbitrary rules. But Really, really don't want to talk about COVID on the pod. That is for sure. But I will say, I do think that uh, as a nation, I think people are just kind of like, you know what? I'm just going to choose to kind of go on with my life here. You know? Because according to the NFL, you know, turf toe is worse. Okay? And turf toe ain't killed nobody. So... Everyone out there, I don't know, what do you want? Do you want Joe Biden to come in and kiss you on your forehead at night and tell you you're going to be okay? Well, well, what do you want, you guys? We'll be fine. Drink some orange juice. 
I'm a doctor. <laughs> I'm a doctor. <laughs> anyway, I am a comic. I am that. That is what I definitely am. Um, I'm also married. I'm a Sagittarius. Uh, what else? I read books sometimes. Now, I... Uh, I want to talk about comedy on this podcast because that's that's that is you know the majority of my life. Other than being married and gambling, and this podcast, I do it for you guys. Uh, <laughs> uh, but comedy is—I I feel like I get a lot of questions about it. A lot of people want to know what it's like. What's it like to be in the circus? And for some reason, like when I played baseball, everyone would like when you talk baseball with people, they're they automatic. Something about people are automatically like conditioned. To be like, oh my god, you're special just because I could throw a ball faster than they could. You know, it's like our society has put uh, sports and entertainment on this huge pedestal to where they're, ba- you know, we don't even look at them as humans. We treat them like gods. And what they are special. Don't get me wrong. I was I was special. And hi, a, I was a special person. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, it always got old talking about baseball because no one really understood it. You know, especially in minor leagues, like no one really got the system. Like, oh, you play farm ball? Okay, cool. Well, uh, <laughs> you're not in the big leagues though, but you are rich. And it's like, no, dude, no, 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 no. None of that is true. But the public doesn't really understand what what it's like to be a minor league baseball player. Like when, I, so I was with the San Francisco Giants while they were, I mean, they were very good this year. But during that like kind of dynasty run. They were winning a World Series literally every other year. And I was getting... When they would win a World Series, even though I was in high A or double A, people would send me texts like, Congratulations! Oh my gosh, so excited for you! And it's like, man, I don't even know any of those dudes on that team. And they definitely don't know me. (laughs) That's for sure. People are like, did you get a bonus? Like, I got a t-shirt in spring training. (laughs) That's what I got. (laughs) <laughs> I don't want to sound jaded, but I'm just saying that the realities of minor league baseball don't really match the expectations of what like people think it's like. It is cool, but uh, whew, people really have the wrong idea. Comedy, though, people definitely have the wrong idea about comedy because they think just because you do it, like, oh, so you're going to be on Netflix? When, when can't work on watch your special? You know, it's not like that. It's, a, it's very much a... Uh, a lifetime thing. It's like a mountain that you can never get to the top of type thing. It's a craft, a practice. At least that's how, that's how I see it. It's been an important addition to, uh, to my life, but, uh, I will, I'll peel the curtain back here a little bit. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what. So this week, I'll tell you what this week is like as a comic in Cincinnati, Ohio. I will tell you everything. So, Monday, I did two open mics, each each five-minute sets. Last night, I did two open mics, one of which was my own personal open mic where I hosted and did like 10 minutes, um, which is the equivalent of like two sets in a way. So, And then I did a set after that down the street uh, in Cincinnati. Uh, tonight, I have a show, probably 10 minutes. Thursday... I'm doing two more open mics. So I'm getting on stage seven times this week. I'm not doing anything this weekend. Um, which <laughs> may actually be healthy. Uh, but uh, I, it's really going to be starting to pick up here in um, 
these next couple weeks. I got a big set next Wednesday uh, in Cincinnati. I'm doing 20 minutes, um, which is going to be nice. I, I feel like uh, having moved to Cincinnati when you I started in Greenville, South Carolina, and then moved to Cincinnati. And when you start, when you move, man. You start over. You have to win over that whole new community of comics. It's uh, it's it's quite the undertaking because you you have to convince them all that you're funny again and cool. Not not too many people are funny and cool. A lot of people are not funny and crazy. <laughs> you know that's 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 the majority. It's a it's a crazy group of people that I hang out with. But for the people that are cool and funny, they're the, they're the best. They are literally the best friends a person could have, you know, they're, they're, they're flawed, they're hilarious, they're honest, they're generous, they're caring, comics are the best, man, I will say, so, seven times this week, but that, to me, to me, I get insecure, because in New York, dude, they're getting up, they'll get up seven times in two nights, when I was in Austin last week, that or a couple weeks ago, that's what it was, it was like that there too. But I do think that there is a kind of a point of diminishing returns. Like if you're getting up that much, it sounds good in print, and in, in the premise sounds good. But like, how how long are your sets? Are they just in front of comics? Is there a crowd there? Because if you're just doing three minute sets in front of just comics, I would say maybe you're not getting better. Because when you're when you're performing, a lot of these open mics, it's just you and comics. Not always, but in bigger cities, that's kind of what it's like. And, um, you know, that can be a catastrophe, a recipe, a recipe for catastrophe. Because you're going to start writing material that they react to. Because when you're on stage, you're you are you're going to get your gratification somehow, one way or another. You know, you'll you'll eventually start writing for the rooms that you're going up into because you want you want to hear the laugh. The laugh is is the magical thing that keeps us going. So there, I don't know. I I am obviously uh, biased in hoping that Cincinnati and the Midwest can become a hub for comedy. But uh, I guess we'll see. The world still seems like it's in a state of flux. But for now, I I like it. I I, I like how much I'm getting because in in South Carolina, bro, I was I was getting up like three times a week. That's not enough. That's nowhere near enough. I think if you can get up 300 times a year, that's good. Which is about six times a week. Um, if any, if anyone is feels like trying, that's that's what it takes. You want to get good at comedy, you have to get on stage. I don't know, five thousand times, and then by then you should have an idea of what you're doing. But I will say, it is awfully fun. It's awfully fun. I am Peter Pan. You know? I have a wife. We're married. We go to the grocery. We do normal things. But for the most part, I uh, I play video games and play my grieving drum. <laughs> and gamble. And pretend like I'm an author- I am an authority of NFL football. Hell yeah. I am, I am an authority. I'm th- I'm, we're two and one. But we, I, I am guaranteeing a win this week. You hear me? I'm guaranteeing a victory. Revenge Boots 2. Rocky 2, he won. Independence Day 2, I don't know what happened. 
Weekend at Bernie's too. I don't. I don't know what happened. Gremlins too. I, I don't. I. But Revenge Boots too. I'm winning. No doubt. So the boots, the boots this week are the same ones they were last week. The Sperry's, uh Title Crusher Spinner models. I don't. I don't know what the fuck they're called. I have no idea. I just know I want them, and then I'm gonna have them. They will be mine. They will be mine. And how and how and what's the vehicle I'm taking? A teaser. A two team seven point teaser. Because I'm a man. <laughs> I think real gamblers, which I am not, real gamblers roll their eyes at teasers because I think real gamblers they just stick with the point spread and uh they'll you know, they'll just take the New York Giants minus three and be done. And I eventually I want to be that kind of gambler, but the teasers, you know, they give you some, they give you some leeway. And since I'm putting my name and reputation, I got to be winning these goddamn bets. And I'm going to win this one. Okay. We are adding seven points to the Arizona Cardinals. That is not true. Good God. I'm sitting here talking all this shit and I don't even know. I don't even know who I'm betting on. (laughs) We are adding seven points. To the Indianapolis Colts, who are getting one point in Arizona. That makes them plus eight. They have to lose by more than a touchdown, which, guess what? Isn't happening. The Cardinals are broken. This kind of happened last year. Kyler Murray was injured. Uh, then they kind of petered out. Uh, maybe the league figures them out a little bit. This year, they're kind of petering out again. They got some bad injuries. They just lost to the Lions. Are you kidding? You just lost to the Lions. You're supposed to be a top team in the NFC and you lost to the Lions? They got trounced. They got trounced by... Yes, there's no way. There is no way they are beating the Colts by nine points. It's not happening. Did you know the Arizona Cardinals have a horrible run defense? In terms of explosive runs, the worst in the league. Guess who's good at explosive runs? The Colts. I witnessed it. I I watched an explosive run go right down my gullet last week. Okay, I think it's I do think it's probably a gambling mistake to the bet on the team that just broke your heart the week before. But this is a good matchup. I don't trust Carson Wentz, but uh, uh, I think that the uh, Colts defense is going to be is going to cause problems. They'll turn the ball over. The Colts will control the game. Bada 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 bada. I I think that they will win the game. And if they lose by nine, well, boy, oh boy, am I going to be playing my little drum. <laughs> but that's only one half of the bet. The other half of the bet, I'm taking the New Orleans Saints at home against the Miami Dolphins. Adding seven points to that as well. So the Saints were uh, favored by three. Now I got them. They are getting four points. Okay? So that means if they lose by five, I'm done. But guess what? That's also not happening. You know why? Because the Dolphins are coming to town. And the Dolphins quarterback is Tua Tagliovia. I really don't know his name. I really hope he doesn't listen to this podcast. There's a chance. AJ McCarron does. I don't think that's true. Uh, (laughs) But Tua does not listen to this podcast. And uh, I I just don't think uh, he's going to go into New Orleans and beat 
a veteran team led by Sean Payton. I don't care who's playing quarterback for the Saints. I also happen to think the Dolphins are fake news. They haven't really beaten anybody good. Uh, they are hot, technically. But uh, I bet on them last week, and so I really kind of watched that game. And they suck. Uh, Tua kind of sucks. Uh, they they At home against the Jets didn't really have... I mean, the Jets had to make a lot of mistakes for the, for the Dolphins to win that game. And I just don't see the Saints making those levels of mistakes um, because there's kind of a vet team and they are alive in the playoffs. So uh, that's the thing. We're, that's what we're doing. We're, it's Cardinals plus eight. Saints plus four. They both have to happen. And guess what? They're both going to happen. And I'm going to get my revenge boots. Ooh, it's going to feel good. But man, if 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 not, guess guess what next week's episode's called? Revenge Boots Twa. <laughs> and if we're going by, I, I can't remember. I I can't remember in, in Rocky Three if he won or lost. I think he beat Clubber Lang. I love how I'm pretending like whatever happens in Rocky Three is now this podcast. This is why I'm not. I should be gambling. I'm mentally ill. <laughs> Okay, you guys, uh, root hard, and if you leave, and if you're gonna, by the way, if you're gonna leave us a one star, you know, write us a review. Tell me why. Tell me why. If you're out there leaving one star reviews in the world, you know, that's that's your fault. You're spreading toxicity. So, I'd like to dedicate this song to your salty ass. See you next week, boys and girls. Gambling for Shoes. The number one apocalypse-proof gambling shoe podcast in the world. Bye-bye.